Hello and welcome to another edition of the Moose and Tea Shark Week. Tonight we look at Shark Night 3D. I'm your host as always, Elwood Jones, and joining me of course is my uh, co-host and fellow shark movie enthusiast, Miss Kim Lowe. Hello. As I said, tonight we are looking at Shark Night 3D in 2D. As a group of college students head to the lake for a fun party up session, only to find that uh, the local redneck filling the lake with deadly sharks. Kim, opening thoughts on this one because this was, I think, one of the sort of like last gaps or like a long time of uh, like a mainstream shark movie. I think it was this, and then we had to wait for, I want to say, The Shallows was the next one which sort of followed in its wake. I don't know if. 47 meters down came in between that or not i'm not sure <laughs> this is 2011 and then uh the shallows was what 2016 yeah 47 meters was the same year so it was about the same so yeah. yep this is the movie that killed the mainstream shark movie apparently directed by david r ellis the probably best known for his stunt work and second unit work um, as he's worked on everything from The Matrix and Waterworld. As a director, though, he is responsible for giving us uh, films such as The Final Destination, as well as Homeward Bound 2, Lost in San Francisco, as well as uh, Final Destination 2, uh, which has managed to sort of screw up everyone's uh, car journey. And he also gave us Snakes on the Plane in 2006, one of the most talked-about concepts of uh, probably all time, only for the film to perhaps not deliver the movie everybody wanted. But, um, Kim, what did you think of this one? Uh, I mean, Shark Knight, this is my second time watching it. Um, yeah. I don't know, maybe it was just the mentality of where I'm at, but I kind of was a little bit more forgiving the second time than the first time, but it's still, like, for me, it's... Uh, definitely a subpar movie. It doesn't help that, you know, like, I guess, I guess it's okay because the first one, I think that when you first start the first watch, you don't really know the twist, which you already talked about in the description. <laughs> but, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, when I watched it the second time, I still remembered that twist. And I think the twist was one of the more, like, the big reveal was one of the more, uh, highlights of the film for, to, you know, because everything else was a little bit, I mean, if you look at the entire cast, especially the younger cast, you're not looking at some, you know, big name stars. A lot of these people came out of, like, CW TV series shows, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, some of them were, you know, coming out of, like, the after their roles ended or whatever, you know. A lot of the names look familiar. A lot of the faces look familiar. Um... But uh, if you weren't into kind of like, oh, you know, the OC or 90210 or whatever, then you probably would not know these people that much. Yeah, they are a pretty young bunch, to say the least. Um, there's obviously a couple of standout names in here. I mean, we've got Donnell Logue uh, in here as well, who I want to say is sort of like him and uh, Joe David Moore were like the two people I actually recognized. The rest were like a, just this group of pretty young things. But at the same time, they're also pretty enthusiastic young things as well, which I think is good when you're doing this sort of concept because what we have here is just um, essentially just a classic uh, shark movie setup with, uh, as I said, our teens going out to 
party on an island only to find themselves falling foul of these sharks in the water um, which makes absolutely no sense the fact we got a bunch of saltwater fish in a freshwater lake but what do I know well no I mean they made the point to say that it was saltwater I just don't know how accurate they were about it logic I think I feel I feel like a lot of this stuff is is really hard but I think that for this one if there was anything to compliment it on was that you know, with all the variety of sharks they were working with, it was um, interesting, <laughs> you know? It was like a quick shark lesson. <laughs> it did. It's a good to find the fact that they, you know, they mix it up with the type of sharks that they have in here. I mean, obviously, you've got the usual great whites, you've got hammerheads, you've got cookie sharks, um, which is good. I mean, it mixes, mixes things them up from just, you know, the usual great whites on the loose. Um, although when I was like watching this and we got the introduction of these characters, I couldn't help but think of Cabin in the Woods. So it really has to like compliment Cabin in the Woods to sort of like really nailing its core group because here essentially we have pretty much the same group. Uh, you know, we got the jock, we got the smart guy, we've got the girl with hidden abilities, we've got um, the jock's girlfriend, and then we got other supplemental people like the funny guy. <laughs> um, but this film, like right from the start, it's got some weird moves to it. Um, the fact that we get to enjoy the whole drive to the lake, yeah, and fast which forward. I have to say, is, <laughs> this film loves fast forwarding at the start. I don't know if it's like the director like has been taking tips on like Homer Simpson or something because he loves fast forward as well. And it's like we have the fast forward drive to the lake, and then we have this whole. Getting ready at the lodge montage with um, girls getting dressed and people just like running around the lodge all in fast forward. And I have no idea why they chose to do it this way. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was it was really like I think the drive was pretty pre was pretty neat because in fast forward they still managed to keep like oh here's a stop sign and here they stop for let a truck through and blah 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 all the way to yeah you know, the truck the overtakes shot, right? them I thought it was I thought it was pretty neat the whole the whole drive because you got to see the whole area and stuff right but then mm. when you got to the cabin it was just like it was just like a reason to see naked girls <laughs> and well backs of naked girls yeah which backs of naked I don't girls. know but I mean. <laughs> if you notice from the beginning, though, this director very into taking butt shots of its ladies that walk by, walk through the mm. screens. There was many even before they left for the road trip, like on campus and stuff. So, uh, yeah, you know, you got introduced to the people walking through the screen. If there were nobody, right? <laughs> and then you got to the main thing. I don't have a problem with that because, I mean, you're on an island. They're all in. They're basically all going to be in their bikinis afterwards anyways. So it's yeah. not really like, you know, <laughs> unexpected. But I think it was just something that I noticed. Maybe it's uh, after, you know, the whole Tarantino thing. You don't notice foot shots, but you notice butt shots now. <laughs> you need to, see, to pay attention to what the director's particular footage was. I have to say it's nice to see more back in, in films. It was back in side boob. It took me right back to the 80s. <laughs> you know, if this was the 90s, it would just be just, you know, boobs as far as the eye could see because that's what we're all about but being a 2000 um horror film there's there's no nudity in the 2000 horror <laughs> unless you're eli roth <laughs> <laughs> who could be said to be many things when it comes to horror but 
I don't know. I like I like the setup. I mean, obviously they're on this this island, uh, which nobody's fought to but actually you know install a phone on. If they pay all this money for like this really you know posh house, but there's no phone. There's no yeah, even but like she a hasn't satellite been there phone. for three years, so I mean, still a phone line could be in. It it does not look like no one has been in that house for three years. <laughs> Maybe the cops going there to clean every once in a while. <laughs> well, that's what he does say. I mean, Donald Logan's uh, local chef. He says that he's spends all his time, like you know, telling people to turn down the noise and cleaning up after people. But I would imagine if that house is not going to stay pristine for three years without someone going lurking around. Obviously, things go south rather quick, um, and of course, it be it would have to be for the uh, the football star who relies on his arm to lose an arm. So we're back into deep blue sea territory once again. There's um, a missing arm, proves the catalyst of every every other problem that is going to follow here. Um, although I have to say that for a guy who loses his arm, he somehow manages to not only build a fire but also construct a spear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With one arm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you tried, you know, making you know spears or carving things before, but usually. It requires a couple, two hands. Yes, I know. <laughs> Not to like take anything away from any like one-armed spear builders out there, but you know, for for Joe Public, I would assume that it's still going to take two hands to make a spear. But it's like the most stupidest plan. Like I'm going to wade out in the water and attack a shark with a spear. Yeah, but you know, the wildest thing is he manages to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Amongst the many wild things that this guy has gone through, he's uh, he's able to kill a shark to pr to prove that. But then, you know, the shark killing is is meant to be you know the stepping stone to realize that this the lake has more than one shark. Yes, yeah, it was it was really bizarre. Like when you had the scene where he's like he, they he loses his arm and they bring him back to the island, and then the medical student guy just like runs off and swims around the lake to try and find his arm, which is somehow magically washed over by the, the lake house at this point. He dives around and then it's like, Oh yeah, he dives around, takes the arm, but it's not like there's fresh blood or anything. It's just an arm lying there. And the yeah. shark is not anywhere to be seen until he's back trying to swim back, you know, conveniently, you know? Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, when it comes to the, the shark effects, I have to say that the CGI work here is pretty wonky. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> although, I saw something that like, gave me so much hope in the opening, and that's animatronic supervisor. And I was like, oh, thank God, because it means we're going to get some practical effects in this movie. And they did actually have, like, um, a team who were, like, doing, who built, like, two sharks for the different species. They would have, like, a swimming shark and you would have an attacking shark so i think it's really great the fact that they bother to put in some actual you know animatronic sharks in here i think the funniest part though i don't know about you but i think it's just the amount of shark movies you watch and then when you sit down and watch a movie like this you're just kind of like oh you know every single death is very predictable you're like this person's going that way oh it's definitely gonna go this way <laughs> he's gonna get killed and then the person <laughs> goes the other way and you're like oh he's definitely the shark's gonna jump out of the water <laughs> i don't know that when one of these characters uh, where um because we i'm gonna just skip ahead slightly in the story here so if you haven't seen this i apologize spoiler alert if you're looking for a good movie with friends with beer this isn't a bad one to choose 
Um, but no, the, when we find out that uh, the local rednecks are running this Shark Night ring where they're basically creating snuff movies by fitting the sharks with with cameras. Apparently the same cameras they used in the filming of March of the Penguins. But yeah, they figure that because the Shark Night is, well, Shark Week is one of the most watched events in TV every year, that um, people are going to pay top dollar to watch real life shark attacks. So this is their big plan and they've just been basically filling the lake with these 50 old varieties of shark that they've uh, fitted with cameras and they're now basically uh, using them. We get to find out this plan when they're offered to take two of the students back to the mainland. Ironically, not the one who's been injured, just two random people from their group. They say they're taken back to the mainland so they can film for help. And then they inevitably say, nope, we're going to go and throw you into these sharks. And uh, when we have, like, well, the character who doesn't swim for the tree line, I thought, oh, well, he made it. And then that shark attack came completely out of nowhere. <laughs> but it was so obvious it was going to happen. I mean, yeah, so many sharks in the water. Yeah, I wouldn't expect it to jump out, out like that. How many shark movies have we watched? People don't make it out of these things. Like, at least <laughs> these side characters never do. The main character one or two will live and that's how these movies go so you have to expect that he's gonna die yeah i think the that when the kid are trying to escape on the jet ski who gets a face full of shark was more amusing yeah but that one was that one was also pretty much that's what i was at i was like those those deaths were really obvious because you were like oh no the shark's definitely gonna come and get them out of the water they're gonna come flying out of the water you know yeah yeah, I mean, when it came to obviously when it came to the shark attacks, because obviously this is uh, this is the key requirement of these movies. It's like, how did they deliver for you? I mean, do they do they meet Kim's standard for shark attacks or? I mean, I don't I don't really mind it too much. I think that my like the one I think was the most unique was probably the cookie cutter shark because I've never seen that used anywhere else, and no. I've actually never seen that anywhere. But that I I don't watch a whole lot of like shark documentaries or you know. <laughs> sort of stuff so I, i'm already in general i'm pretty like uh i should be though uh for research purposes <laughs> but <laughs> but i mean i thought that was pretty unique i think that when you when you look at the film itself some of them i, I don't know i mean shark attack stuff with these type of movies um which isn't particularly i don't think it's pretty high budget in general um feels like it's you know, it's average. I don't really have... I don't think I have an issue with the shark bits. So much that I have an issue with, like, the <laughs> the acting and the dialogue. And, you know, all this stuff is really ridiculous at times. You look at this and, like, decision-making is real bad. <laughs> but, I mean, in general, if you think about it, like, a lot of movies that revolve around college students or teens or something and horror movies, they're, they yeah. don't really make the best decisions either. So... They don't. Um, there's a couple of like uh, there's a character who who uh, sacrifices himself, which felt completely pointless because <laughs> it's basically doomed the other guy. And I have to say that these sharks, despite you know just being regular sharks, are pretty damn smart. So they know how to attack boats. Yeah. And they also roar, which is really annoying. <laughs> I was like, no, you did the jaws of revenge thing. I was like. Why? <laughs> uh, I should be grateful at least we didn't see the stick movie, the shark like that movie. Yeah, cookie cut sharks, apparently a real thing. 
There's only been two reported uh, attacks on humans. One was, uh, well, both were a cadaver. Um, one was a drowning victim and the other was a suicide. But uh, they are also known as a cigar shark. Oh, okay. So, that's why I just learned from Wikipedia just now, because I was sure that that was a made-up thing. But, yeah, certainly the attack sequence reminded me a lot of uh, um, Piranha and Piranha 3D, so... Yeah, definitely. I think that that was... Um, I feel like some of these bits are like, if we if you look back, it, it might be like some type of homage to different creature features, because sometimes I have this feeling that some bits feel very familiar, but I can't really pinpoint um, what it... Like, which it is. Yeah, there was a shark... There's a moment where a great white rises up, and I'm sure it was like footage that they stole from Deep Blue Sea, and just like reinserted into this movie. But yeah, I mean, I was I was generally pretty pretty happy with the film. I mean, as I say, it's only an hour and a half. I would really would not have paid to see this in 3D. I don't see where the appeal would have been to watch this movie in 3D. Yeah, there was like one part when the when the, with that stupid boat exploding, where the bits start flying at the screen. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, like, oh, and the cookie cutter shark part, where, like, it comes really close to the screen, and then it, like, veers off back to bite her. Yeah, I mean... There are little bits. There are little bits when you watch, like, 2D versions of 3D movies. I think that that's the funny part, is that you're able to see where the 3D, deliberate 3D moments are. Oh, yeah, because it's, like, pretty much outlined, isn't it? So... Because I think that's what it is. Like, this is, like, these films are all in, like, the early days of 3D. And, mm. like, when theaters first started getting 3D. And all these movies popped out. And there's, like, obvious, like, obviously there's some that do a really good job. But, like, the bit more bigger budget movies. But these movies that go on, it's, <laughs> it's really funny because you can really see where the 3D was deliberately added to add that effect. And I'm like, I just don't know who's going to watch this in 3D, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 not as fun. I mean, this is the thing. It's some movie that you think, oh, well, if you're gonna do three D, you do like lots of, like really fun, campy sort of bits in it, and that's why I think Piranha three D really sort of excelled. Is it? It knew what it was doing with the with the three D elements. So a lot of things like front of the screen, or just you have unique things that have never been seen in three D uh, before. Mainly nudity. So. <laughs> That was the big selling point. It's all like, oh, we get the nude swimming scene in 3D. And if you buy the DVD, you get like a crappy pair of like um, old school 3D glasses and you can watch it in like a, a crappy version of 3D that they've like put together for the disc. Because I don't think you can even buy 3D TVs anymore. I think that whole thing just like came and went though. Yeah, no, I don't think you can anymore. I don't think, I don't really think it, it really sold a lot in my opinion, but I don't know. We keep saying that about 3D gaming as well, don't we, though? Oh, you mean like, um... Well, the Oculus and stuff. Yeah, Oculus and, uh... Oh, VR, the VR, yes, yes. But no, VR is, uh... VR has its appeals, especially when... It's just too expensive, you know? Like, you, if you if you buy, like... Think about it. If you buy a new PS5, and then you buy a PSVR, you know how expensive that is? That's like... <laughs> It's like over a thousand dollars. Yeah, We're so not that, that's a lot of money, money to here. fork out, and 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 you know, like VR, like anything else, I I would guess over time would be is going to be dated and stuff. So I don't know. I honestly really don't know. Like, I mean, I have I have family that has it, but 
Um, and when you try it, it's really cool. Like, when you play games like, you know, Resident Evil, or when you play, like, uh... When you play games like that. But, um, and then, like, other more, you know, relaxing games. I think in general, I don't know. I mean, I just... I think that is just... I don't I don't really feel like forking out that money for it, you know? <laughs> I don't even want to buy PS5. <laughs> no, it's very hard to sell people on the PS5 at the moment, isn't it? So... I don't know. I think that, you know, I mean, we're not doing the gaming podcast right now, so we could probably skip through it, but I think my my thought on it is that a lot of people buy it for better graphics and um, quick loading times. Like, you you literally, like, load, like, 10 seconds, you know, yeah. like, compared to our, you know, 30 seconds. <laughs> so, it's really quick, um, which, which is, you know, beneficial, but, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't have a TV that's going to render PS5 better looking than a PS4, in my opinion. So I don't really think it's going to make a big difference. No, of course not. So, um, But in the sort of like echelon of, of shark movies, I mean, where do you think this one sort of ranks? I mean, certainly it's not, not the best shark movie we watch, but I think at the same time, it's certainly better than The Reef. I had a lot more fun with this than I did with The Reef, so... I, I don't know. I, I like movies that make me like, I like the reef a lot. Um, okay. In our rewatch, I think I liked it a little less. Um, Shark Knight is different because Shark Knight, I ranked it really low in my first watch. Um, but I don't know if it's because I'm coming out of festival season and it was a lot more serious films and, uh, and yeah. I've been watching just real trash movies in general. <laughs> um, that... The movie actually felt like it was a little bit more entertaining. I think it's even more entertaining because, you know, the after credits bit is uh, real fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the When you yeah. get to see the crew uh, doing the little rap video, um, which you can enjoy at the end of this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I, I, but I mean, like, I wouldn't rank it very high. Like, I mean, I'm, but then... It's hard to say because I kind of like bad movies, um, but this one was not bad enough to be fun to me. Um, I'm just... Like I would rather watch Sharknado than watch this. You know, like this was this got really long. It got really boring at one point. I just I finished watching it. And I was like, I'm so tired now. I can go to bed. I was like, I'm. <laughs> I got through this. Okay, <laughs> let's just go, because <laughs> it felt like there were. You know what happened with this one was I felt like there were moments that I really enjoyed it. Um, there were moments that were really well, and then everything in between felt so dumb, and then it was just yeah, okay. so ridiculous. And and then like some a part of it I can argue away. Like when we're doing this, I'm thinking about it more, and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I can argue that that's a thing, but. I'm going to watch it a third time, and I don't think I'm going to like it any more than this time. <laughs> no, I think it did, it was very just, for myself, I mean, I rated this, this highly, I mean, I gave this three, three and a half stars. Okay. Which I think, I think is a lot more than most people giving it on that box, that's for sure. But I think, as I said, it was just, I was coming to this movie after like a month of really heavy movie watching. So to watch something so light and fun and disposable. And I was just I was saying, in a good place. And I think then I think back to like how I ranked Django when we're doing our Tarantino season. I ranked that higher on that experience, even though it's not my favorite, just because I was in a good place for that movie. And I think sometimes yeah. a movie can catch you in the right the right mood or the right place or whatever and, and just sort of resonate with you in that moment. And I think that's really what happened with uh, Shot Like 3D for me on this watch. I really enjoyed it. Although when... 
the film opens and you've got like the opening attack, that very obvious homage to Jaws. Yeah. You know, with the pretty girl getting attacked by the raft. Um, I was looking at that raft and I was like, God, I just really want to watch Creep Show 2 now. Well, more particularly, I want to watch the raft segment of Creep Show 2 now. Because <laughs> um, it looked like the same location. It's just so. Um, ah. But um, I'm just worried about where we go from here. I mean, we've essentially run out of the good shark movies at this point. Obviously, if we do like Jaws 2 or Jaws, I mean, that's obviously the exception, but it's it's a scary <laughs> list to look at now. So Yeah, I mean, I think, that the, I think the discussion now is whether we expand from there. You know, like, we don't, we, we move away, like, not all the time sharks, but maybe more along the lines of creature features. In, or, like, just, you know, that sort of thing in general, instead of, you know, sharks. Because, I mean, if, if we continue down this path, there's no choice. You're going to have to do shark <laughs> Sharknado. You're going to have to do two-headed shark attack. You're going to have to do, you know. <laughs> the, the asylum magic will keep us pretty busy. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, I don't know. Maybe if we keep down asylum, there might be some... Uh, Hidden gems. <laughs> yeah, the 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 optimism that the people who gave us Titanic two may have some hidden gems. <laughs> Although saying that, was it Avengers Grimm was interesting, and um, what was the other one that? Oh yeah, Sharktopus. Yeah, I remember enjoying and all the versus ones, right? Whatever versus Mega Shark and whatever. Oh, I remember, I remember. I watched uh, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus when that first like came out, and we we had all this high optimism for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't well, you know, we'll 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 discuss it. We have another season before we need to think about that again. So we do. We will. We will. We will plan this out, and then we will. We will figure out what to where to go from here. Um, I have to say, if you are a fan of creature features, though, I think you're really gonna like our next season. And that's all I'm going to say right now. But that brings us to the end of tonight's episode. Thank you, as always, for listening. If you haven't done already, please do check out our blog, which is Moves and Tea Podcast.wordpress.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram uh, for all the good stuff, including our Friday Film Club, where every Friday myself and Kim both pick a film to highlight. Sometimes it's a theme, sometimes it's not. Either way, it's a chance for us to talk about more of the movies that we love and want to uh, share with you, the good people out there. Kim, what do we have next? Yeah, so next up we're going to be doing 2018 action sci-fi Mortal Engines, which is going to be your choice. Yeah, uh, Mortal Engines. It's the movie that if you thought that not enough things were moving in Bam Max, even the buildings move in this one. Uh, produced by Peter Jackson, um, based on the popular young adult series of books. Uh, this is one I, I really enjoyed and I'm really excited to bring it to the show and see what you make of it kim so that's uh obviously coming up on our next episode but uh thank you as always for listening thanks to my co-host kim and we'll be back next time to talk about mortal engines but until then good night ice in my mouth so i can taste the altar band-aids down south because that's a place to shop big market but i only need one take to shake and break these guppy ass shots in the light where glasses to see these wicked redemption kick shark gas in three freaking dimensions mess with my crew and bam you're dead just like this mother shark and ham my head jam on bread peanut butter on toast i eat a heart at breakfast and i make sure i beat them and i eat them with my sharp thin tooth turn my dark thin poop into shark fin soup
crew, but you barely met me. I'm the S to the mother shark and Arapowski. All my friends die, they say I'm grim reaping, but you better believe.